At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hey guys, it's Joanna. So what you're about to listen to is an episode that Jenny and I recorded many, many months ago. As you know, we took a very long hiatus, a hiatus that was a bit longer than what we had anticipated. But during that time, we were still recording episodes. We just couldn't publish them because of you know the contracts and the lawyers and the this and the that. So anyway, we decided we wanted to publish one of those episodes that we recorded in person right when I moved to LA in February, 2023. So keep in mind that maybe some of the things we say might be a little bit dated, but otherwise it's a conversation between two friends that are seeing each other in person for like the fifth time ever after talking for hours and hours and hours on end together. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy it. Hi everybody, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. And we're back in person oh my god (laughs) i feel like this is gonna be a bit of an adjustment like i'm seeing your face and you're like a actual human being and not this image on my computer i know we we the first thing i told jenny when she got out of her car was you're so little (laughs) i started jumping up and down like yeah like a tiny little like a tiny little toddler coming out of her enormous car (laughs) um i think that like you know i got a lot of tweets and messages on instagram asking like where's the podcast are you guys coming back i felt like a father that said he was gonna go get uh cigarettes at the corner store and never like came back i felt kind of like that but we are back Mm -hmm. we took a little longer than expected because i had to uproot my entire life and move cross country (laughs) yeah let's talk about that oh my god the last month in new york i was in a deep like depression i could i know i because i've been there and i'm like and i saw your stories with you and your family and like (sighs) your goodbye dinners i'm like those were the worst it's like breaking up with someone and having them still live in your house. That's what it felt like. I'm like, I'm breaking up with New York temporarily. Uh, We're taking a break and I'm still here. And everything reminds me of how great the city is and how much I love it here and how my family's here and how, and I think I, I took this for granted. It's like feeling at home in some place is feeling like life is easy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like just I know where to, I know where the nearest Trader Joe is. I know all the subways. I know exactly how to get from point A to point B. I know all of these. And then landing here, I'm like, I don't understand what the fuck a freeway is. <laughs> like, Ooh, that's going to be tricky because some of them just show up out of nowhere. I, I don't understand. Like I, I've been driving. I got a car. I've been driving. Oh my God. I've, I've never owned my own car in my life. Because I've lived in New York, That's of course. True. Oh my gosh, what an adjustment. I had a car in college. Her name was Roberta. She was a 1998 uh, Infinity, I think. Mm. Uh, and uh, But that's been my experience with cars. And now here, I'm like, th- this is my life now. I have I'm, to drive everywhere, yes. It's been <laughs> two weeks and it's it's getting better every day is what I will is say. It? I, I think so. I think, you know, I think for people like us, I don't, 
I left my home in Venezuela and that was a mourning period for me. And then I readjusted to life in Boston and then I had to leave and that was a mourning period. Oh, shoot. And yeah. then I'm like, I'm not, I'm never leaving. I, I so sillily, I don't think that's a word. Sillily. I so. <laughs> I love it. I sillily thought. I si is that a word? No, but. Okay. It let's is now. just, you know what? Add it to the Webster dictionary. Sure. I sillily thought that I was never going to leave New York. So. I, I, I made this big proclamation in my life. I'm like, I'm not moving anymore. I'm going to stay here. This is my home. Mm -hmm, I'm a New Yorker now. Mm -hmm. And then that lasted 11 years. And, um, That's pretty long time. And now I'm here and I feel like I'm, I'm starting from scratch. <laughs> like, I'm like, really, I got to do this again. But you know, Ooh. I, I, you, I think your family as well. My family, I think if I had to describe my family in one word, I'd say immigrant mm -hmm. because there's not like a jet, like there's not two generations that have stayed anywhere. Really? They've, no. they've sort of kept moving and uprooting and recreating. And so yeah. I'm, you know, basically I'm like my ancestors that mm -hmm. got on a boat <laughs> and had to restart, except I took jet blue. Yeah. And it, you didn't have to, what is it? Calk a wagon or. Okay. Well, I didn't Is that play. an Oregon trail? Yes, it is. Reference. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> You didn't have to like take bison across the, or the great gold rush. You know, I, and I said this recently, I was like, and I said this, we were just, it, it was just quiet in the office. And then I was like, you know, guys, it, without the advent of modern medicine, I would have been dead like 17 times by now. And people were like, we're what? Like, where did that comment did come, come from? from? Um, but it, it's all been in my head. Like how, how modern this immigrant experiences. Oh yeah. It's a modern immigrant experience. I still connect. I WhatsApp with my family all day, every day. Yeah. It, it feels, it felt worse. It, you know what it felt like? It felt like, have you ever got, gone skydiving? I feel like you have Absolutely not. not. Yeah. I feel like anyway, I have, <laughs> I was going to say, I can't imagine you skydiving. No. Um, no, absolutely not. not I just imagined not you. Touching it, no. no, absolutely not. No. I went skydiving because I was stupid when I was 22. Um, you adventurous. I was uh -huh. not actually. I uh -huh. couldn't sleep for two weeks before. It was so not worth it. I don't <laughs> recommend skydiving unless you are a masochist. It's terrible. Well, okay. Well, thank you. Now I know. Don't do it. Um, two, two weeks of misery for like two seconds of terror <laughs> and then three minutes of relief. And that's it. That's what skydiving is. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, being on the, like the two weeks before and being on the plane is the worst part of skydiving. Yeah. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. And I felt like that was my life before the move. Yes. Was being on a rickety old plane before I jumped out of it. And jumping out of it isn't so bad, actually. Yeah. Actually, the actual jumping out of the plane, not bad. The time before? I understand. Cause that's how I feel before like a ride. Oh, like a roller coaster. Like a roller coaster or something. And it's like, I'm just, or even before going live on stage, mm. because I do have stage fright and I, Me too. it's wild to admit, um, but cause I do it anyway, but it's that horrific feeling. Like your body goes into fight or flight mode. It thinks something terrible is going to happen. Like I'm going to get attacked by a bear. Um, and I'm like, dude, just chill. You're just going on stage. Like nothing's going to happen. Um, and then once you're on stage, 
it's not so bad. Exactly. It's the same it's exact the, thing. It's the, what leads up to it. Yeah. I think lead up. And I was talking to my therapist. I'm like, I'm very bad at lead up. Like I, if someone would have told me you could have just packed up your bags when you decided to just move go it and like and in left, that moment, like, yeah, so much better. Rip it like a bandaid. I hate nostalgia. Yes. I hate like feeling like a chapter is closing. I just want to close we it. Go on, we remember all the times, all the times we did. We sing this before on the podcast. I, I think, think we several did. times. Great. Several times. We're really promoting vitamin C. <laughs> we really are. Where is she? Where is vitamin C? I don't know, but probably healthy. I. <laughs> she probably takes. I would hope if you're, my if my name is vitamin C. That I'm taking my supplements. I quite on, on you got to stay on brand. Like what? Would it be weird if like you're vitamin C and like you get, get a blood test and then your doctor's like, you're deficient in vitamin C. I'm a hundred percent sure that probably happened to her in her life. Also, can, whatever. Anyway, deficient <laughs> vitamin C deficiency. We're here to tell you take your vitamins every day. Yeah, get some sun. Um, what? What for you? <laughs> I'm honestly, my, my brain, I just don't feel like it's mine yet. I'm, I, cause I'm constantly learning new things. I feel uh -huh. like a, you know how they say like toddlers, they're, they're like genius level brains because they're absorbing everything. I mean, genius level, that's, that's a stretch cause they're the dumbest <laughs> things in the world, but, but they're like absorbing and learning new things a lot. Yes. Um, yes. And you, as an adult, you learn at like a, you know, less high speed and less high level like you you know what you know and then you slowly start it, it starts to decrease the amount of information you can you can store yeah um like a google drive and i'm i've been learning so many new things i've i've, I've like i've never been more boring like i've never <laughs> i've never had less wit because uh, my brain's just overwhelmed with information are you talking about because of the move yeah like oh what's the 405 and what's the 101? I don't, I've been here eight years and I still don't fucking you know. You don't know? No. You don't know? No, absolutely not. I just follow what this machine tells me on my car. The the jips. The japas. The japas. And um, I just let it take me. And then I love it because people here will be like, oh, did you take the 101 or the, the boopy deep boop boop boop? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I just followed whatever the fuck the GPS told me to I'm do. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> Every conversation I hear is about how to get from one place to another. I, I, I'm not even, I'm, I, it feels like I'm in a Jordan Peele movie because every time I enter a new place, someone's like, oh, I took Kahwenga. And I'm like, what are those words? I know what they are. I know that I've driven through them, but I am not one to leave my house and go, <sighs> I'm going to take the blah, blah, blah to the blah, 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 and then cross the blah, blah, blah. Again, I, the GPS calculates everything for me. It knows the traffic because of the satellites above the earth, and it knows where to take me. If I have to go through a mountain, I will go through a mountain. I love that you're like, you're <laughs> justifying the fact that you have no idea how the streets no, work No, I have here. no direction sense. I didn't even know how the streets worked in Miami. I would get lost in the city I was born in, Hialeah. Really? Yes. I I was like, what? who invented this? This is terrible. And then you go around Coral Gables and the, they, they think they're still conquered by the Spanish there because it's like, instead of regular street signs in uh -huh. Coral Gables, it's like on a stone on the ground and it's not even lit. So when you're trying to find a house in Coral Gables at night, you have to be like, wait, 
Juan Ponce de Leon, like where, like you have to read these white stones on the ground. I'm like, get over yourselves. They think they're still in Spain or something. I don't know. I'm like, please. I actually, I love this topic. And parenthesis, I think this should be the topic. It's <laughs> things that are so bizarrely of a place that make no sense. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, so, absolutely not. So that is like, so that's something that is so iconically Miami. It's yes. stone street names on well, the floor. That's Coral Gables. Oh, Coral Gables. Okay. Okay. Hialeah just made no sense. Mm-hmm. Like the like the street signs would make no sense. I I was just like, forget it. I gave up. Right. Well, <laughs> I you know the other day I was in the office and I tell Dan I'm like, oh nothing in this city like is user friendly. Why is the elevator here and the stairs and the and he's like. New York is really confusing to me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? New York is so easy. And he's like, no, like your subways are, <laughs> it's it's like looking at it, like a hidden treasure map that's been shat on. Like, it's just so difficult to, to yeah. look at and to, and I'm like, I think it's easy, but it isn't. And fun fact about New York, like a lot of the New York transit system doesn't make any sense. Like we'll have on the West side, we'll have a lot more trains than on the East side. And it's because the subway was actually privately owned. Like someone was like, I'm going to open up a train line oh. on, on this, on Broadway. And someone else was like, well, I'm going to open up a train line two blocks east of that. So the West, because it was privatized, the West of, of Manhattan had a, has way more subways than on the East. The East is a lot less connected. And, and, I, and I didn't even realize how bizarre that was until someone told it to me. Like, you don't know how bizarre your environment is until someone outside of it is like, this is ridiculous. It's weird. Yeah, I definitely was overwhelmed when I went to New York. It's it's a lot and um, uh, it, it, it's, it's very not user-friendly. You just, the learning curve was so high many years ago and now I took yeah. it for granted. Yeah. I took it for granted. Here, I'd say it's very bizarre, very bizarre that um, everything's in a strip mall. There's no, every nice building is built by a Scientology and Scientology is everywhere. Scientology owns, I'd say maybe 40% of Los Angeles. And I, I don't understand this. The, and that's normal. Like you guys are like, yeah, there's a cult that just owns my city. Yeah. What? <laughs> And oh, and I found out they host a brunch there every Sunday for that's Let's open go. to the people. Let's go. There's Let's just like a, a functioning Let's do a podcast there. <laughs> Let's take and our then, equipment. Then people the- will never hear of us again. Ever. Ever. Um I talk about it all the time. It's really fascinating. Um it, I, I actually went to a show recently at UCB uh-huh. uh in Franklin, and it's right across this like giant Scientology building. And I bumped into my friend Riza outside in the line and she's like oh what are you guys doing here and i'm like oh yeah you know we're just gonna we're just here for like a, a dinner at the scientology <laughs> building and for like a split second she believed us i was like rice about favor why would i be doing in the scientology building i was there to see my girls perform um but <laughs> yeah i was like right across it's right across the damn street oh Okay, I want to re- can can I pull up my phone to research other weird things? Like I've lived in Boston and I want to see something weird about it. Like weird. <laughs> Kevin's like, I grant you permission. Weird Boston. This is weird. Kevin in the background. 
I don't know. Fucking knock yourself out. Fucking knock yourself out. Look up Boston. I lived there for for many, many a year. How long? I, I lived there for and two years when I was in middle school. And then four years in college, so six years total. I visited a bunch there. I was just there in October. It's, it's a. I really like it. It's it's a, chill, it's a cool it's, city. To me, it's more chill than New York. I oh was my God, less yeah. overwhelmed. It's a town in Boston than I was in New York City. Well, they have a very, like, um, strict uh, architectural conservatory. I, conservatory can i say i shut down in the middle of that word i shut down and had to reboot um yeah like the, the architecture there is like um very historical yeah. and there's this a i think it's conservation this conservation of yes. arm of the government They've preserved all this yeah history there so so here's an interesting fact about uh Boston and and my life there. Uh, my parents they uh, live in a in an apartment in an old building, right? And it was a rule in Boston that every roof needed to be copper because copper. I'm sorry, that's so stupid. Wait, because every roof in like I don't know the 1700s, like 1776 or whatever, mm. were copper. Okay? okay, which is okay. So. My parents had a copper roof and copper is a metal. Yes. So in a lightning storm, mm. one year, my parents' building was hit by lightning, caught on fire. The penthouse was burnt down mm. Okay. and they couldn't live there for several years. And when they were like rebuilding, they're like, hey, can we maybe not do copper? And they're like, no, you got to do copper. Pero por qué? Who wrote that stupid rule? <laughs> But that's what I'm talking about. It's just this Is bizarre- it an aesthetic? Is it just aesthetic? It's aesthetics, but it's funny because you don't really see the roof. No, so you don't. So it's for just the plain people. I don't plain recall people. anything copper. Okay, the, the buildings are so tall. Yeah, and, and also like you're brick. tiny, so you can yes. never see up. I'm literally just like, <laughs> Like, I don't- Copper? Mm-hmm. Do you know why, though? Is there a reason for the copper? I don't really know. I, I, I'm assuming it has something it's to do with- because they want to keep it. Is yep. that what it is? Like, they're like so hardcore about keeping yes. things as is? Because it's such a historical city. In contrast to LA, which I think is a city made of like paper mache, um, Boston is like a very historical shit city. I was going to say shitty. Um, very his- Please don't kill me, Boston people. Uh, it's a very historical city and it's very proud of its history. That's sort of like what it's known for, its history. One of good things Salem doesn't do that because then they- They'd be burning. Still be burning witches. <laughs> They'd be burning. Or, or just burning women who are good at math. That's all. Burning women who read a book. Um, burning women who read a book? That's witchcraft. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> literally we would have been burned at the stake immediately but i love this exercise in uh what makes something iconically that location well something fascinating about miami is the art deco oh my god that art deco thing. it you know it's so tacky and yet i love it <laughs> i mean it's miami like what it, it's you know, it's timeless. It it occurred after this massive hurricane in 1926, so they had to kind of rebuild it, mm-hmm. and they wanted to keep up with European styles and uh, architecture and all that. Yeah. And so I believe his name is Carl Fisher, and he's the one who brought, every, you know, after that hurricane, everything was Art Deco, and it's been that way since. Right, because they had to rebuild everything from scratch. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, one building here. We have a, other buildings. It was like, no. all the buildings need to be made. Let's make them all look like Lego blocks. Yes. 
that is, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, it hasn't changed. It hasn't. It's, 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 I think the, the number one city with art deco, like it, yes. that is, it is so iconically Miami and it's, it's because of like this horribly devastating hurricane Yes, and they just had to start from scratch. Yeah. Well, I was recently in Amsterdam, right? Little Amsterdam. I was visiting my grandfather and there's a lot of little weird, quirky things about Amsterdam. But I think for me, the kind of the sh most shocking thing was the amount of bicycles. There's more bicycles in Amsterdam than, than there are people. Isn't that Portland? Portland is the Amsterdam of the United yes. States, famously. Probably is. <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up. Um, is it Portland I don't know. Too? I mean, Portland, there's a lot of cyclists. Really? Yeah. Well, in Amsterdam, it's like the streets are... Obviously, it's an old city. The streets, a, a car barely fits in it. It feels like a city that is trapped in time and cars should not be there. No, It's not. slower to be in a car there than to be in is a bike. It like tiny cars? Tiny cars. Tiny, tiny cars. cars everywhere. And then bikes. And then everyone. And then I, I met a guy and he's like, yes, we have a lot of bikes here. And, he's like, and I'm like, how many bikes do you have? And he said, two. My nice bike and the bike I ride to the bars because- I like am drunk and sometimes I just hit it or don't drink and or cycle. I'll lose it. Yeah. Don't drink and cycle, baby. Yeah, I would like to see that someone really drunk, just try to ride a bike. I mean, I kind of want to see it, um, but I also am afraid to I'm see afraid it. Yeah. of what could happen. I mean, it's not as bad as being in a car, of course. Um, yeah. Well, you know, what's iconically Caracas? What? Um, I didn't know what this style of architecture was but it's like very brutalist art architecture, like a lot of cement. And it's the same thing as Miami. It was, there was this, you know, oil boom. I'm assuming there was a lot of money for infrastructure uh, at a certain amount, at a certain time. And that time brutalist architecture was like, what was in style. What is that? Like just very cement-y? Yeah, like very, uh, it, it very como just uh, functional. It's the opposite of like Rococo, which is like, you know, Italian, overly uh, flourished and decorated architecture. It's just like to the point, just like there's a cement block, you open the door and there is a space. That is a lot of Miami homes. Yeah. And I hate it. It's new. Yeah. You do hate like it. it. You hate modern. You hate like. I, <laughs> when I drive around LA, what I like about LA is that each house looks very different. You have like those very. We talked about like your preferred, like this, these very just sanitized boxes. That sounds like my dream. And it's just all window. Oh, I love it. White, a white rectangle. And then right next door, it looks like Snow White's cottage. Yeah. And I'm the Snow White's cottage. <laughs> you're, you're the I Snow like, White's cottage. I like, I love brick. I love straw. Just kidding. Um, copper. <laughs> please I no. Please no copper. Please no copper. <laughs> It never thunders here, actually. So, oh, really? In, we should in actually LA? have it. It never does, and it's hilarious because when it does thunder, people here freak out. Really? Like everyone will ride the earthquake wave like it's nothing, but then it's thunder, and they think like the world the is going to collapse. Um, they're like, oh my god, thunder! Oh my god! <laughs> um, and I'm there, like, yes, energize me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Salem, um. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I like the um, diversity and variety of homes, like just driving down a street versus Miami. It all looks the same. Like they have to follow. 
And it's like they're all the same color and they all just have a very similar look. Mm-hmm. And I never liked that. There was no individuality mm. with the home architecture. Probably, it probably has to do with how land is developed. It's just, well, yeah, it's not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. No. Well, I am. <laughs> I want just no personality building. That's with that's tile floors. With tile floors. I'm okay with that. A carpet. Um, what is another thing we could, what, where, uh, where should we go next? Do you know why LA is so obsessed with their highways? Because th- this is the first freeways was here. One, the, the 110 was the original freeway in America. Oh. Okay, so the reason LA is obsessed with freeways is because the first freeway in America was in Los Angeles. Whoa. And you know what? The first Dunkin' Donuts was in Boston and Dunkin' Donuts be everywhere there. So that makes sense to me. This all makes sense. Culture, American culture, <laughs> freeways and Dunkin' Donuts, baby. <laughs> Sounds about right, America. Oh, and here's another fun fact about LA. The reason LA is so spread out and so flat is because when they were building downtown LA, there are a few tall buildings, people started hating it. They were like, we don't like the fact that this is so como concentrated with people. We're going to make a law that buildings can't be higher than I think like five stories. So- that rule lasted for decades and decades and decades. And in order to accommodate the growth of Los Angeles, they just have to spread the fuck out everywhere. And that's why LA is, I think the saying is like, this is not the number, but like 72 suburbs in search of a city. And it's because there's no, there's no place where things where people could concentrate. Yeah. Everything's just like spread out like marbles, (laughs) just like everywhere. Do you know why it's actually that spread out? I mean, other than the other the than building limitations, yes. please, please tell me. And also I'm afraid <laughs> I can't wait. It's because there was a way, a very efficient way to get to all these places with a, a red trolley. It went everywhere. Wait, when? Like in the past? Yes. Clearly. Okay. Yep. So in the past, there were red trolleys in Los Angeles. Red trolleys in Los Angeles. Okay. And there's um, even right by us right here, there's a, like this is like a Chandler bike path. Uh-huh. It's like very popular. People go there to run and ride bike. That was a trolley path. So, so there, so there was public transportation. There in was. Los, so then it was great. It was one of the best in the in the nation. It was the best at one point. And then what the fuck happened? A fun uh, combo conglomerate of um, gas companies, automobile companies, etc. Just a bunch of greedy motherfuckers got together and dismantled it. So they just like bought and. They bought out, they bought out the public transportation. Yes, and filled it up with fucking freeways. That yeah. now get completely overwhelmed with cars and dumb people that don't know how to use a turn signal. Oh God, why, why? Actually, people know how to use turn signals here more than Miami. But really, yes, Miami. We don't use turn signals. We, we, you die. Trick each other. Okay. Yeah. You just crash. You just like crash for no, fun. But it's, uh, we, we literally, that's how, and sometimes I'll pull a Miami here and I won't use a turn signal in order to trick someone and get in the lane. Oh, that's a, you trick them. Because you, in Miami, it's more like, oh, she's trying to get in my lane. I'm going to go faster. I that's how Miami is. It's just so like aggressive, aggressive for no, like, just let them in. I don't understand. Here, people are more than likely to, see that you have a turn signal and let you in. Again, not the best drivers in the world, but 
nothing. I'm sorry. Miami takes the cake. Um. <laughs> wow. Well, that's riveting and not at all frustrating and enraging. You know, one of the cities that I've been to that most made me feel confused about where I was is New Orleans. So mm. I, I, when I went to visit, I was living in Boston, which is very puritanical. I mean, that's where the Puritans were. You know what I mean? New England <laughs> is just so stuck up, um, which is like very much in contrast to New York. That was like basically like a Dutch colony. And I feel like it's way more liberal because of that. But anyway, New England, Puritans, like all these intensely religious sects. I said sects, not sex, by the way. So then I went <laughs> to New Orleans. Sex. Religious <laughs> I want to know what that is. Anyway, continue. I don't. <laughs> um, so I went to New Orleans and I was like, where am I? Because aesthetically it feels not like America. It, it has this very, you know, like French architecture. It's, but then there's also this party atmosphere that is so separate from that puritanical, like ID checking uh, intensely like, you know, ugh, like, ugh, you know, Boston that I was used to. Everyone was drinking on the street, partying, like everyone was drunk. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, of course, this city used to be French. Ah. It's New Orleans, Nouveau Orleans. That explains the... Yeah, that explains the titties out all the time and the making out and the, you Not know. to stereotype French people. I just, in, in general, I've always been told Europeans are just more free with their bodies. I do think France is very They're not liberal. weird about nudity uh, like the United States is. I mean, it, I think it does have something to do with the fact that I think fr France always separated, I might be wrong with this, but separated religion from, from its government. Um, mm. And... It's a republic, uh, and they're kind of like anti-religion in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So going to New Orleans, I was like, this is such a uniquely weird American French party <laughs> debaucherous place. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. The cem the cemeteries, you know, it's built like in a basin. That's why it like can flood so much. Yeah. The cemeteries, the people aren't buried. They're like put on little pedestals. Mm -hmm. They're buried like on top and outside. Yeah. And I did like a cemetery tour. <laughs> I was like, this is like, like fun. I love the gap there. I did like a <laughs> What did you do at this fucking cemetery? <laughs> I was terrified. Okay. I, a I, tour. Okay. That's... The cemetery tour began with me going through a drive-through to get a, a margarita to go. And then we went to cemeteries to look at dead people like outside of the ground and just party. It was just, it bizarre. sounds like the end scene in haunted mansion. What is, is that Disney? Yes. Is that a ride? Yes. I did it. I think this is how <laughs> different me and Joanna are. I'm like, I partied in New Orleans I'm and like, Jenny's like, it's a ride in Disney. And the grinning ghosts come out to socialize. And I'm like, I went to three strip clubs in New Orleans. So, you know, a lot of cities have their own kind of weather alert systems. Like Miami, it's always about hurricanes or tropical storms or even heavy thunderstorms, right? You get alerted on your phone. LA, it's earthquakes, kind of. Those apps suck. We find out the hard way. Um, <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, I wonder, let me check my app. We'll oh, get, there's a earthquake. But we'll get back to that because I have something to add to that later. But apparently in New Orleans, they treat parades like it is a natural disaster. So they sent out alerts. 
oh, like, oh, there's a parade on this street. Yeah. Warning. Like, warning. <laughs> and then this is where you should park and this is what you need to avoid. And, you you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's. That sounds useful. Kind of jealous. That sounds useful. <laughs> that's Be their warning system. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, you plan parades. You don't really plan an earthquake. So I don't really understand what the app is going to tell you that the ground will not. Unless they happen spontaneously. I don't know. I don't live in New Orleans. I don't know if these parades just kind of like. Just occur? Just occur. I'd like to believe they do. I'd like to personally <laughs> they believe just they do. They just fucking happen. They just happen. You know? Um, I love that. But I want to add one more thing that I feel like is so uniquely LA uh -huh. when it comes to- I love, by the way, I love that we try, we try to talk about other cities and then inevitably we end up talking about LA. Because LA is so weird. LA is so weird. The city makes absolutely no fucking sense. Anyway, continue. It's not a city. Anyway. I don't know where, where I am. I'm in suburbs looking for a home. Yeah. A place to call home. Um, it's, it's a thing called earthquake Twitter. And <laughs> I hate it already. So every time there's an earthquake, you just head straight to Twitter. Everyone's on there. It doesn't matter what time. Recently, about two weeks ago, I was woken up by an earthquake, which is rare for me to wake up. Um, and it was like three in the morning or two in the morning. And I went straight to Twitter and everyone, especially all like the Los Angeles like comedians and shit. They're like all like writing, like it's like whoever can write the most clever earthquake tweet. <laughs> like I was proud of one of mine. Mine was um, earthquake Twitter assemble. <laughs> and it everyone was so stupid, but it got a bunch of retweets. But that's the only way we really check in with each. Like no one goes to and it's earthquake Jenny, Twitter. The way the way you just described, what, like you just said the most LA thing. Like, I was like, there was go. an earthquake, and I got so many retweets. Like, <laughs> what are you like your self awareness, Jenny? <laughs> Listen, you, you got to laugh in times like that when the ground is shaking for no reason. Um, yeah, but <laughs> it's funny because. Again, those apps that we have suck. Like nothing tells us. And so I, we usually run to Twitter. I think the average person will go, let me open the earthquake app. Ah, uh, yes, a 4.2 magnitude earthquake near Palm Springs. No, it's, we go to Twitter. <laughs> we go to Twitter just to see if we can book a writer's room based off our tweet about the earth shaking <laughs> in a, in a dangerous way. Everyone's like, whoa. Like, I mean, some of them are just very basic. Like, did you guys feel that too? <laughs> like, we're like, I was taking a shit. Like everyone's just like talking about like what they were doing in the moment. Everyone's just kind of confirming with each other. Yes, that was an yes, it was an earthquake. Yep, it was an earthquake. Um, it's just funny to read all the tweets. I, you know, I'm trying to think of a New York equivalent and it's usually just something that is violent. Like it's never like, oh, like a lightning storm. I literally saw a building get hit by lightning the other day. And I was like, let me check Twitter. No one tweeted about it. No one, everyone's on their, everyone's busy. <laughs> There's no time. There's no time to all, all of us connect and bond over one traumatic experience. No, Angelinos will find a way. Um, it's kind of like Miami with hurricanes. We throw parties. What do you mean you throw parties? So there's a disastrous hurricane coming at us, right? Uh, doesn't matter the category. There's a party. There's what, going to be a party. What is the theme? Let's survive? No idea. Um, Jimmy Buffett music playing. I mean, especially in the Keys, people give no fucks. Like they are, sur they are out there surfing. They are mm -hmm. out there in their boats. They are throwing 
actual parties at like bars or their houses. And it's funny because like every time a hurricane's coming to Florida, I have friends out here who have never experienced a, a hurricane be like, oh my God, is your family going to be okay? Da, la, 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 la. And I'm like, listen, Florida, <laughs> people in Florida throw parties during natural disasters. I, I'm going to be honest. I can get behind that. I, I mean, if it's coming your way and there's nothing to do, might as well party. What, what else are you going to do? And I, obviously, yes, there's devastation. There's always terrible things that happen, but people still party. That's just a thing. That's I don't think, Miami I just thing. don't think anybody else. I don't think people in new Orleans are partying. I don't think people in Texas, you know, or the Bahamas are throwing a party when an earthquake is coming. I just, it's, it's a Florida thing, especially a South Florida thing. So in LA, we're just telling jokes on Twitter when there's an earthquake and yeah. in Miami, people are just getting lit. Um, the contrasts <laughs> and the beauty of different cities bringing out the best part of humanity. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I gotta say, starting out in a new city and finding all its quirks is exciting. It's an exciting journey. Yeah. It's funny. I have to say that as a comedian, you know, my job is to find how bizarre and, you know, specific things in the world are. I think that's what comedy is. And getting out of my comfort zone in New York where everything just felt normal to me, even though it was absolutely not. I think New York is the least normal place in the world. Coming here as an outsider, because I am an outsider, and pointing out these bizarre things to Los Angelinos, and they're like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> like, my, my, like real estate agents here are, I can't believe they're real. Like the, every real estate agent I meet is a stereotype, a different yeah. one, but they talk to you like they're, they're very nice, but they reveal like horrific things with a smile. And I'm like, that's so LA just being like, Oh yeah. I'm like this, this building will fall down, but you know, you get to enjoy life while you're in it. It's like, <laughs> look what at you, the view? <laughs> yeah. Look at this view. It's a million dollar view. Fun fact. We do charge you every time you look out the window and that's just, that's just like a fun little fact about this building. Cameras are installed in every room. <laughs> you did. Yeah. You have to check out Joanna's Instagram. Please do yourselves a favor because you made the most hilarious reel about these real estate agents. Every real estate agent in LA. You need to now just, you have to especially follow Joanna now because she's going to, she's been posting nonstop shit, making fun of LA. Um, <laughs> Like every other, like Joanna will find something. That's so like, true. You're not doing it. You could like step outside and you'll have something to say about the tree yeah, yeah, or yeah. the person. Like, what was it that you went to a tacky tiki bar? And I you're was like, like <laughs> I didn't know this. This is another fun fact about LA. Tiki bars are, are an LA thing. Yeah. So Californians would travel to Hawaii. White Californians would travel to Hawaii and be like, oh my God, I love the culture. Let me try and replicate it Absolutely. here in Los Angeles. And it's, terrible and tacky there's screens everywhere the drinks are too sweet there's too many men wearing hawaiian shirts there's like skulls and fog machines and people are like this is la culture this is the pinnacle of la culture so i had to go to a tiki bar and i i enjoyed it yeah it, you know i'm trying to become an la native ish um i, I did i did i think it was good absolutely not <laughs> probably the worst bar i've ever been in but there's a there's like a character and a fun to be had yeah going to one of these yeah. um it does feel a little wrong uh that it's just a bunch of white like 60 year old dudes 
running it and the cups are faces of white guys. It's so weird. But you know what? Oh, I saw that cup that you posted. It's a cup. It's a white guy in a Hawaiian shirt. And they're like, this is the this is tiki culture. And I'm like, mm. well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I it's a, this this place is crazy. Yeah. This place is crazy. We have a lot so. to explore. There's a lot here. But you explore. know what? I like talking about other places that have weird, crazy things. This no. isn't the only place. No. Um, and uh, <laughs> let's 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 explore it together. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing more of your observations. Oh yeah, I'll be hanging. Also, uh, like. One of my favorite things that happened in LA when it was at your house, we were at your house and I was like, oh, it's so quiet here. And you're like, yeah, it's because I'm right next to a enormous cemetery. That by the way, that same cemetery influenced Tim Burton as a kid. You made it even more LA. I cannot believe you just out LA'd yourself. Yes, I did. He lived right by me and he would frequently visit that cemetery. (laughs) And that inspired him? Yeah. Oh, wow. When he was a kid, he just so he was I mean, a little Jenny. Yeah, he was a, he was a creepy, creepy dude, um, creepy little kid. He just liked visiting cemeteries, and um, that was the one. That's why it's so quiet. Oh wow! Well, there we go. <laughs> if you want a quiet place in LA, all you got to do is live next to a cemetery. Um, so Jenny, as I am embarking my, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my ride here in LA, you've been here for some time. Yes. We're going to be doing this podcast in person. Yes. Which will be fun. It'll be exciting. Um, We will be doing it with less frequency, correct? Yes. We're still figuring out the kinks because we are sort of relaunching this podcast. This is like a new season. Think about it as season two. Yeah. We're still trying to figure that out as I try to figure out where the fuck I'm going to live because I don't have a home. Um, But we will keep you guys informed. She's living at the Tiki Bar. I'm living uh, at the Tiki Bar with Paul... Rod and Tim. Wow. The three sixty something year old bouncers that were there. And Hawaiian <laughs> to, shirts. They were trying to sell me Girl Scout cookies too. I'm like, this is honestly well, confusing. It's Girl Scout season, yes. But why them? Why not them? That's true. Thanks, Jenny. Who who's to say who can be a Girl Scout? You know? Let let it be them. Let it be them. <laughs>